Let's do it now. Turn up the volume nice and loud. Because we are controlling transmissions with dance beats and R&B. You're in the mix with Lil Drummer Girl. With your host, Dawn Marie. In the mix. In the mix. Hey, 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 it's Dawn Marie Mutel. Welcome to another episode of the Little Drummer Girl. Today, I have Kevin Officer from Stick Figure. If you're not familiar with Stick Figure, it was formed by frontman Scott Woodruff, a native from Duxbury, Massachusetts, who has been portrayed as a one-man band. Scott began recording a series of albums under the moniker of Stick Figure. He would sell tens of thousands of copies of his self-produced releases exclusively by word of mouth or on social media. The current live band lineup features Kevin Officer on drums, Tommy Sullivan on bass, Kevin Bong, known as K-Bong, on keyboards, and Johnny Cosmic on guitar. The band is toured with Revolution, Tribal Seeds, The Green, and Collie Buds. On November 13th of 2015, the group released their sixth studio album, Set in Stone which you've got to check out the show notes because there's a vinyl edition that I link up there. It peaked at number one on the Billboard Reggae Albums chart and spent 78 weeks there. The 14-track album includes collaborations with Eric Rami of Revolution, Slightly Stupid, K-Bong, and Kali Butts. So, I met up with Kevin at the Vinoy Park when he opened with Pepper and Slightly Stupid. But you got to check out his live interview at www.littledrummergirl.com where you'll actually see the live interview there and you'll also catch Kevin's drum set up and there's so much more let's get Kevin interview started right now enjoy the show thank you so much Kevin for joining us today I'm so excited to be here and to see you guys my first time catching the show tonight and we have a lot to cover so is it okay if we just jump right in yeah definitely awesome how's the tour going Oh, it's been so great. We're kind of coming close to the end of it. I mean, we still have like three weeks left, but it's been a 10 week tour in total. So yeah, we're coming along. It's been great. The crowd's been great. For the most part, the weather's been good. Um, So much fun with the band. Like, slightly stupid and pepper. It's just like, I feel like we're, everyone in Sick Figure, we're like their younger brothers or something. Kind of like teaching us the ropes and having too much fun. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, who inspired you? What inspired you? Definitely my, my father. He's a musician. Um, he plays bass, but he knew how to play guitar and piano and a little bit of drums. So, when I was young, friends coming over and I would just grew up around a lot of music. Like, the Beatles was playing all the time, like every single day at my house. So I started like to mess around with piano um, when I was like probably three or four. And I was like listening to the song and trying to figure it out. So he's like, the next week, he's like, Kevin, want to start some piano lessons? He's like, yeah, I did. So I did. I, so my dad, yeah, got me piano lessons. And I did that for four or five years. And then I was kind of getting bored just sitting at the chair, just playing my fingers. And I was like looking at, like, like listening to the music and focusing more on the drums and everything. And, uh, I don't remember exactly how, but it's one day I was like, Dad, I kind of want to put the drums. Can you please give me a drum set? Did, did somebody, did you see somebody playing that really like, lit your fire and said, yeah, you know what, I want to do that? Or you you know, it was, I think it was a combination of just my love for music overall and 
I just gravitated towards the drums. I was always tapping, and like, ironically, piano is a percussion instrument, right? So I was kind of already playing a little bit just with my fingers. I wanted to like, I just wanted to get louder. Yeah. So I was like, I want to hit something. That's what I remember. I, was like, I don't want to like, hit something. So how old were you when you got to that point? So I was probably like eight and a half, nine years old. Nice. And uh, yeah, nine turning ten, I believe, is like I got it for my first drum set for Christmas. Oh wow! So yeah, I got it. He did. Nice. Yeah, it was so funny. Like you know, he was trying to set it up all quiet. I think the cymbal may have fallen over <laughs> downstairs in the house. But no, I, I, I was so young. Like, I just slept right through it. I didn't even know. Yeah, and came down Christmas morning. <laughs> That's gotta be a great Christmas. Yeah, it's taught me my first beat, my first drum fill. Yeah. So, did you study and learn how to play by note, or did you play from here? Well, since I had already learned piano and I had a great piano teacher, so I already knew how to read music, all the note values, and everything. So that really helped me transfer it over to drums. Like, okay, I'm just really learning. I'm learning a new set of muscle memory and transferring the notes and the note values to like, okay, right hand on the hi-hat, left hand on the snare. And so I could immediately, instead of just learning by ear, which I also do, I also enjoy learning that way off the, off the bat, I could like pick up some computer books and stuff like that. Nice. I was able to do that. I mean, that's pretty hard, because the, drum, it, the, the music for drumming is so different than it, it the piano. So. And I also, I started some lessons, um, kind of finicky at first, just kept having, finding like really crappy teachers in town. <laughs> then we found this one, her name was Jeanette Great. Yes, yeah. And uh, she was amazing. I wouldn't be the drummer that I am today without her. Wow. She knew that I had a musical background already, piano, and I already know value, so she kind of like streamlined streamlined me. And was like, okay, here's my book, do this this week, get it done, Kevin. I'm like, okay, all right. And I, I, every week I came back and I'm like, yeah, I did this, and I like, tried to go ahead a little bit, but it was too much. Did you write as well? Did you write Did you actually write? You know, to be honest with you, since I played a radio band now, I, I don't have to read that much anymore. So I've slacked a little bit, but I definitely, you know, in my lessons, I, I, you know, I do Speaking a lot of Speaking of your lessons, I was blown away to see that you toured, you know, seeing that you actually were actually getting people to lessons with. Yeah. And said you went to I, I thought that was so spectacular. <laughs> that was so cool. It was cool. It, it was received really well right off the bat. We did a tour. The first time I did it was actually, uh, was it? it was when we toured the Expendables. I was just like, I saw, I don't remember, remember who I told, but it was like, I'm trying to like, do some drum lessons before we have all this downtime. I went to I went to the Musicians Institute, so I got a lot of training there. I even like took a uh, pedagogy class like, to learn how to teach. So I was like, okay, I, like, I, I want to use this now. That's what I went to school for, is to use all this shit. So were you doing like a full workshop? Were you doing one-on-one? I was doing, I have only done just one-on-one private. Sometimes people want to do it in the group, or like they come with their friend and kind of like trade off. But, uh, Eventually, it'd be fun to start asking stuff. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, that first tour, I just kind of put it out there, put it, blasted it on like Facebook and Instagram, and I got like uh, 15 or 20 lessons. Yeah. See, I'm wondering, like, like, how do you do that? Like, you know, all of a sudden you have, you have the outside yeah, of the day, still Yeah, I just, you know, we, I know what the day's schedule is, at least a week out. So I get the initial contact with the people, like, hey, I'm you down, and like, what, how early can you get to the venue? 
And it's like, okay, well, I have sound check at this time, so we can either do before or after. Would you go to their house? They come to the venue. Yeah. I always find a spot, like, even if, if I had one today, I probably would have set up under one of these tents or in a trailer, you know? I, I, we just make it happen. Like, well, yeah, it's going to be a silly one, but let's do it. Let's do it. But usually, like, backstage at the venue or something like that. I have had the, uh, the time for just a couple of my lessons. They're like, I gotta set up uh, just a couple blocks away. I can use my studio, or when a friend lets me use their spot. Nice. It's convenient and the time works. That way? I yeah. like that. So, what was your first job? Was it in the music business? Or was it in- oh, no. Oh, okay. What was my first job? <laughs> my first real job? Probably working for my dad. Yeah, I think so. At the time, he had a, a Harley Davidson motorcycle rental shop. So he rented motorcycles and sold like helmets and jackets. I don't even ride bikes, but <laughs> sell them. But that was like, them. yeah, I need to work. So I was doing that in high school, and he also has a roofing business. So I would like do books stuff for him. Yeah, he's he's been doing it a long time. I think he's getting close to retiring. He's stoked on that. So yeah. Probably those couple jobs for my dad. I've done concert security. I worked oh, for yeah. CSC for a little bit. That must have been awesome to get to see your favorite bands play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I worked at a MoneyGram window. And then so yeah, I'd be jobs. afraid of that. Well, no, it was one time I accidentally paid someone out, but like somehow didn't get it. So I owed them like 500 bucks. They take it out of your head. Yeah, it was totally my fault, though. So, lesson learned. Didn't do that job very well. Awesome. So, if you could yep. do anything else besides being a I myself I still lean about managing bands, like see how much it takes, but I feel like I do it like, outside of that. Oh no. We just full on just the stock market. Just sit back and watch the I feel like market. you know what? I've thought about it. If I didn't play music, I would definitely travel a lot more. I feel like I would just be I love I love 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 photography. That's you know what? I would travel to Oxford and move out of the bag and just see how many countries I can get to before I end up somewhere where I can just go home. Exactly. How many bands have you Um, Oh my god. Too many. A, wow. a bunch. Um, I grew up in Southern California though. Even outside of the whole reggae rock scene, I was in high school, I was playing with my really, really close friends. We were doing more like Metal, like heavy metal, double bass. Yeah, yeah, like I grew up on, on like Metallica. even like Slipknot, and all like the, the newer, newer ish band. Okay. Yeah, it's like my all time favorite, Recipe's Dimebag, and Beach Um But uh, probably 40, 50 minutes, I would say. But you know, a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're uh, well, we never I, even I, played I was, our first show anywhere. How old were you when you got your first place? I did a, a couple things in middle school, but it was primarily in high school. Yeah, that's when we actually like. Hollywood, they do the bullshit pay to play thing. Probably still do it, but so our first gig at the Roxy, that was the first like, show, actual show. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it's such a legendary spot. But we had like sell tickets, and we're just selling tickets to our friends and stuff. But I think we actually ended up selling enough where we kept some of the money. <laughs> Right. So how did you market your first show? Like, you told all your friends. Told all your friends. Social media. It, MySpace was kind of still okay. pretty relevant, but you know it's just tough and living in South California. It's so complicated. Everybody comes there to be musicians. Everybody that wants to be a musician. Yeah, it's just like you know we were just doing like 
I'm from San Pedro, and it's like its own little bubble music scene. So we have a lot of stuff going on there. That's where Mike Watt is from, the Minutemen. Plays with Stooges. He's like the, like one of the few legendary musicians from my town. The bass player. But yeah, we have this little bubble, and so and it's just so many bubbles in Southern California. San Diego, like Reggae Rock bubble, the Orange County bubble, Turner Rock is just like. Well, how did you end up with Um, I was already, I had already kind of started veering towards playing with more regular. I was doing a lot of bar gigs. I was recording a lot at the studio. I was playing with, uh, who's the thing that's Oh, my good buddy, Michael Brown, who actually plays lead guitar in Oh, really? It's kind of funny how we both, like, ended up going with a band like that. Yeah. So... I was pretty active playing shows in Hermosa Beach. There's a ton of, like, there's the, the pier, and there's, like, all these bars. I was playing one of them one to three times a week. Like, I'd be here playing an acoustic game with this person. I'd be here with Micah Brown, or I used to play with this girl, Pat. It's kind of like a no-doubt kind of ska kind of deal. And from one of the promoters, um, what's his name? Tim called Resin Music, they do like Surfing's Radio. He had first initially introduced me to stick to his music when they were still in the game. He was still living in Massachusetts. Scott. Um, I actually, so I had emailed Scott. Really? Before he moved out to San Diego, and it was just, I was always on the search for another band. The whole plan right there. Um, so I sent him an email. Hey, if you're moving to LA, I got a spot where we can rehearse, and I play. I play reggae rock drums, I know some I know all this stuff, I, I, I did your music. And he ended up saying, oh, I'm going to San Diego, but I'll keep you in mind. And then, fast forward, uh, I don't know how many years, a couple years, the drummer he had, he's got kids and stuff, and runs his own kids at home. <coughs> so he, Scott was looking for another drummer, and it was Tim that told me that, that uh, from Surfers, like a promoter that I was going to see shows, he said, yeah, I think Scott's looking for a like, drummer, should hit him up. So I hit him up, went down to San Diego, tried out, it was just me, Kayvon, Scott. I just did the fastest shuffle I could, because that's what he was all about, like how fast can this kid shuffle. And, uh, it, you know, it, it went good, and it ended up not working out. I think he wanted someone to live in San Diego, and uh, so I just kept doing my thing. And then, fast forward another year, it was Cali Roots. I think it was the third or fourth Cali Roots. I was playing um, with Mike Brown. And the band before was High Roots. K-Bong actually was playing bass in that band. So I saw him. And I was like, oh, what's up, Bob? And uh, Scott was there promoting Burial Room. Stick Figure wasn't even playing. He was just promoting that album. That was 2012. And I ended up chatting with both of them. And, they had already been approached to go on tour with Green Fall. Um, so they mentioned that to me. I was like, oh, good for you, man. That's awesome. So, have fun. I thought they were going to do acoustic. Like, cool, man. That's huge. Like, that was Green's first time ever going over there. I was all in all the band. So, a week later, Kayvon gets me up and said, Yeah, so you want to come and play drums on this tour? It's like, Hell yeah. They were huge, man. Um, but that's kind of like the whole story. That's what, again, I, I told Scott, like, you know, even a year after that, I told him, like, dude, it's so funny how this came to your circle. Like, you're one of the first people I ever, like, reached out to, you know, out of, 
my little bubble in Southern California. It's really, it's kind of crazy. It chills thinking about like, it's a trip how, yeah, how it all just worked out. Here we are. We were only, that one tour was the plan, that was it. Scott was just like, he had never toured before. He, it was all him in his studio, selling merch out of his garage. He was like, he was soaked on that. He was doing just what he wanted to do. But you know, it's like, Got you out there, you got to Did you feel uh, intimidated at all that he handled everything before? Like, challenging or anything? Um, it's just a different situation than most bands. Like, we're all friends in school. I mean, like, you guys have a stupid little music together, you know. But I played in so many other bands where one guy likes Chords, drums, and I know I, I like already got used to knowing like okay, where I fit in and like this is where I put my input in, and this is where we work up together, this is where I'm on bandy, you know? So, so do, you, do you find like now how long Since we did that first tour in two thousand 2012 with the so Green. It's been yeah, so since we started touring. Together, together. You know, for the most part, it's still Scott. You know, Stick Figure is his video. But on, uh, on Set in Stone, we all started getting involved in our own little ways. Um, Johnny was producing like percussion and stuff. And, on that side, Kayvon, you know, dude, smiles on the face of the band. I see backups on that, and I helped arrange some of the harmonies on what sort of songs and all my love. Sort of kind of got in there. Um, it's always great to collaborate with you. Oh, of course, of course. And then even on the, the newer tracks, for the first time I played some drums was on Above the Storm. But it was all electronic. I used the electronic rolling bits. And I gave him some uh, some builds that I used. So that's the thing, like Scott's always done sticky it's all in him in his own. So I saw the guy from Russia. Right. Things going on yeah. himself. Exactly, exactly. Um, so what what set do you have right now that I play a beautiful Dina. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, Scott, so the short story on that is Scott has a guitar maker, yeah. Scott Walker, and it's a beautiful guitar. It's like one of a kind of copper dish system that he does. So Scott had mentioned after he got it, he's like, you get bumps in get it for Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's like a thin layer of copper, and then he hits it with another tool. I don't even know. So Scott was just get a drum and I was like, shit, if we're getting another drum set, we're getting the freaking Did they sponsor you? Not anything official, but uh, you hear that? Gotta get it. Oh, yeah. Please and thank you. <laughs> no, so like nothing official, but uh, a friend that is a part of like the regular rock industry. He works at EW. He had he's like, yeah, I'm artist discount. So I was like, shit, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I don't care about endorsement. Like we just we want the kit, you know? Do that later sometime. So we got the shell. They're just um completely unfinished maple shelves. And it was the first kit that this guy Scott Walker had ever done, so I was kind of nervous. I was like, shit, I hope this doesn't mess up the, like, 
any of the sound quality or anything. Yeah, that's true. But it all worked out. You know, it looks beautiful. So what's the setup you have? I 22 pick. I have two rack, two floor, so it's 10, 12. Kind of like an ode to my Goody Paul days, you know. I just like having a lot of voices on the song, and especially the low ones, because we have a lot of uh, a lot of like the intro, outro kind of stuff we do. It's just real, a lot of hits and thump, and you know, a lot of like tight. So it's fun to have that, those, the 14 and the 16, to really just like give it some punch. Yeah. That's cool. Um, did you ever think there was a time when you weren't doing drumming and drumming? Like, hey, it's not happening for me this way, but it seemed like you always did something. You always happened. You, you know, when I was in high school, my parents took the time to, okay, where, where do you want to go to school? And I was like, well, the only things I really loved in are photography and drums. I'm a lot better at drums than I am at photography. <laughs> and photography school is freaking expensive. <laughs> so I only applied to one school because she did it And uh, I never worried about like I gotta do this by this age and this by that age. I tried to just like let it go, like let things flow, you know. My dad is so funny. He's always like heavy. What are you gonna do? What do you see? I'm like, Dad, yeah, don't worry. I'm, I'm only this old. Like, I got this. It. It's fine. You know. And especially a thing that also kind of set me at ease with a couple of my uh, fellow students that I went to school with in college. They were like ten years older than me. So I'm like, well, shit. If they, you know, not to hold myself to anybody else's like standard or whatever. But I was like, I got a little bit of breathing room here. But you know, yeah. Like you know. All things said, yeah, I really just kind of took it step by step and just was like, okay, if I'm not anywhere better and I like whatever I think of my musical career, then I either like need to reevaluate everything or change path. And I never really, never really felt that way. I was like, okay, this is working. If something wasn't working, I would just get rid of it real quick. Like, if this band wasn't working, like, we had too much of my time. Guy was just like, I don't want to be around that person. So, well, that's so smart because you know, you waste your time. Exactly. Years go by before you know it. Exactly. I don't want to waste time with the, the, of the, the band that's just going to be playing the right. garage for the next 15 So, I see you have this uh, few albums that you had pressed in vinyl. Um, like, are you a vinyl collector? Do you collect albums? Not as much as I, I should or I want to. I haven't gotten that bug yet, but. My dad has talking about my dad a lot. <laughs> but yeah, he's so instrumental to you. Yeah, literally, like you know, no pun intended. He's the reason why. I'm but uh, he's got a real big like, that I'm gonna. <laughs> That's so. I, mean, I still love Vinyl. I can't look at that. It really does. Find something in a yard sale. Yeah, you know, it's a great thing. I just love the sound. Exactly. Exactly. Tell me, have you had any embarrassing moments on stage? And if so, share with us. I mean, I get embarrassed every time I screw something up. <laughs> but there's been times. I always, I'm always gonna relate to like 
drop it inside I hate to do that. And I used to never. I was so confident that I wouldn't drop a stick. I wouldn't even have extra sticks. Like, really? Dude, I would just play it with I'm like, I'm good. I ain't drop a shit. But now that I've just gotten a little older and a little clumsier, there was one, one show on this freaking tour where the same, like, 30 seconds of song, I dropped a stick twice. Doing the same thing, like, the same part of the song. And I was like, this is my last stick. If I drop another one, I made it to the end of the song, and like, like one of them, I didn't throw. The other one, I, I don't know, it was... I mean, who even noticed that? No, definitely. You know. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. not you yeah, they're kind of a combination of, of uh, it kind of sends back to all the time I spent at the studio. I was kind of like the unofficial house drummer there for like years. Anytime the, the producer there thinks uh, Louis, um, Louis Richards, he'd call me up. I would do my days out of kind of school at the time. Yeah. And he'd be like, yo, no, I wish. I was, well, it was a great job. I was actually working with kids, but not, not using the kids. Um, so I would, I would get out of work, and he'd call me up, like, yo, I need to do the studio with this band. The drummer can't play to a metronome, or they didn't have a drummer, and the the mini drums were just kind of sounding crappy. So I was in and out of there a lot. And I think that's kind of what I work for that's where the guys at the Foundation kind of put uh, the two and two together. Also, they're big, uh, the guy kind of at the Health Academy, he's a big figure fan, he loves the sound, playing a bunch. It was kind of like a combination of these figures and my So, I wasn't even living in I've never even messed with that. So tell me something. Are you ready for the I think people misspell it. 
Improper. <laughs> no, I don't think I ever did. I think I spelled a really stupid, easy word wrong. Awesome, thank you so much for playing though. Of course. But tell me, um, are you on social media? Like, is that time is almost up and I'm up for everyone to reach out to you? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, playing, stay in touch, and stay in touch. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, playing, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm on both as well. On Instagram, it's K-Officer Drugs. K-Officer Drugs. Yep. Oh, what's F-I-T-C-E-R? I love that. Drugs. Like, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, man. <laughs> Um, I'm going to make sure I, I attach everything to the show notes. Yeah. But my next question to you is, if you had one word of advice to those who are trying to break into the business, what would you say? Um, kind of in the same vein of how I try to do myself. If something feels right, like the situation or, or whatever, like it, it probably is, and you just keep keep staying on that path. Like, okay, if this isn't working out, then make something else work. Don't give up. This isn't gonna happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight, except for the top top percent. You know, and even that is just all chance. It's just about like meeting more position, getting better. Being confident, you know, like you, you gotta bring it when you have that chance. You need to bring it. That's like that's the best work. People try and like get there without doing the leg foundation. work. Yeah, <laughs> no, like that's. That would no. be a star tomorrow. Like that's, no, it doesn't work that way. Unless you're like in a, in a or fake like on Kardashian or whatever. like this. You're just famous yeah, for being famous, like and. And being famous should be your goal in the first place. You know, the music, right? being, yeah, being the best musician you can be. Because all that matters is that I'm on stage. I always tell the guys that it's the only reason we're here. So like everything st starts from there, and then everything else below that is all connected to it. And do those well. So what do you do? Speaking of being healthy, when you're on the road, it's hard to stay healthy. Do you find that like you either start restaurants or places? Is it like a regimen that you keep? The, the best that I, I can, you know, uh, it's changed over time. Like when we first started touring, it was tall camp paths and late night McDonald's gas stations. But since you know we're in the bus now, don't even see a gas station. It's like it's such a luxury. It's so great to be able to do that. And you know, playing these tours, you know, there, there's healthy catering options, or you can tell our tour manager Brandon and he's gonna like make a shop run. Everybody and what's great is everybody in the band does the best to eat healthy. That's healthy. great. So that you don't fall yeah. into the bad exactly. habits of someone else's habits. Yeah, so we're, there's always for the most part, there's just a lot of healthy options like fresh fruit veggies. I do I do oatmeal like really? every single day for breakfast. Wow. I love do you oatmeal. Fruit in there? Yeah, I'll do like some berries and stuff like that. Okay, that's so good. I mean, I was doing it for a while, and then I kind of fell off. Yeah, I've been doing it strong for a couple of years now. My wife's all into it, too. Do you have the egg whites? Is that a part of your Nope. Really? Yeah. Egg whites? No, I've never whites. done that. That's the thing. Like, yeah, well, what I do add is, like, flax seed, which is yeah. a big dab of peanut butter. Nice. Um, yeah, you can see that. Yeah, and then put some almond milk in there. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, um... 
I just want everyone that's listening out there and watching out there to be sure that they check the show notes for the link for his show tonight because there will be live footage from the show this evening. And thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I wish you a lot of luck with this. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. And Trail blazing behind you, so rock on and rock out and catch you on the